The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is our one of our Friday night loving kindness practice groups. We usually have it on the first Friday of the month. Then the third Friday of the month, Jean Haley and Jane Ryanhouse do the self-compassion group. And then the fourth Friday of the month, usually Stacy McClendon leads a loving kindness practice group. So three Fridays out of the month, just a chance for us to gather together and really learn, get better at keeping the beautiful attitudes of loving kindness in mind. And, you know, in a way, like so much of what we've learned in our spiritual lives, it's, it's I think, a- appropriate to reflect like, oh, we should have been taught this probably starting two or three years of age. And just because in a way it is the most accessible way to be happy is to have these wholesome attitudes of mind firmly established. I mean, just imagine if today, let alone for a whole life, but just today that our mind, our heart, was established in basic goodness, basic kindness, tender-heartedness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity, and that these were the sort of ongoing attitudes throughout the day. I mean, it would be amazing. Our world would look very different. So usually when we come together, you know, I'll give some instructions, but basically we use about 45 minutes of the time and creatively, nimbly, as best we can, starting over when we lose the thread, we're just keeping one of these attitudes or emotions in mind. These are the four divine abodes. And what I thought tonight felt, for me at least, appropriate at the beginning of the year to do mudita, Some of you know that Pali word. It either gets translated as gladness or appreciative joy, sympathetic joy. But it's discovering and then keeping in mind the attitude, the quality of mind that sees beauty, that sees goodness and appreciates it. And of course, wrongly we think, well, I need pretty nice conditions in order to have that sympathetic joy. But actually, we want to challenge that notion that any moment it's possible for our heart in any moment to find, to connect with something that's worthy of appreciation. I mean, just the fact that 27, 28 of us can gather like this you know, that's goodness, that we can come together, that there are even, at this moment, 27 people or whatever it is, 28 people who are interested in developing their heart. May this goodness continue, may it increase, may it never end. Like, when we actually direct the mind in this way, it's not that hard to appreciate what's good. We just have to have the wherewithal To do it like it's got to get to the top of the priority list for the heart. That's the problem. It's not that mudita, appreciative joy practice is so hard. It's that it never really feels that relevant. (laughs) So part of what we want to do tonight when we're doing the practice, in our own experience of our body, our heart or mind, we want to notice how right it feels. It feels good. And it doesn't feel good because we're doing what we think we should be doing. So much stinginess, so much self-absorption, so much craving has to be put aside in order for me to keep this attitude of appreciative joy in mind. So to the degree my mind keeps it in mind, is established, then 
so much, you know, so much of the toxicity of my habit energies at least are temporarily abandoned. I'm just not involved in that ancient habit of like, if only I have this, if only I become this kind of person, then I'll be happy. And envious and, you know, of the people who have what we think we need to be happy. You know, we, every time that my heart is really attached to that promise, if I have this, if I become this, then I'll be happy, that means I put myself, put the heart in a contracted box, because I'm not there where I think I'll be happy, I'm here, not having what I think will make me happy, so therefore I can't be happy. So we actually, we don't realize it consciously, but we're actually creating our own suffering that way. So when we, like we're going to do now, where we take some time, we sit comfortably, of course, we all have our habits of mind, so the mind is going to, because of the momentum of our habit, it's going to go to the worries, the things we worry about, it's going to go toward the things we plan about, things we fantasize about, the things we hate, the things we want. So there are those well, well-worn habits or grooves that each of our minds have, and they're going to express themselves during the meditation time. But as soon as we notice what the mind is doing, we just remember, oh yeah, I'm really making this resolve for 45 minutes or so to do whatever I can to keep that attitude of appreciative joy in mind. And the way we do it, the first step, it's like its own particular muscle, and in a way it's it's a more obvious effort, is we are arousing that emotion or that attitude of appreciative joy. So it might be something right there in your room, or somebody in your home, your apartment, your house, or something that happened today, but often to arouse the attitude of appreciative joy, we bring to mind something that is relatively easy for the heart to appreciate. Maybe sometime today you just notice the beauty of the world. We were driving, I'm out on the East Coast visiting um, my partner's family, 93-year-old mother, uh, Wynn's mother, And we are driving from the Philadelphia area back to where we're staying on the coast of New Jersey. And uh, as you get closer to the coast, it's wide open, not a lot of... So you can see, and it was just at sunset, and it was really beautiful. And we had another snowstorm here in New Jersey, and so there's a few inches of snow, big open space, looking to the south and west and seeing the sun set out the window. And I just notice the beauty of that. So even appreciating, oh, may the goodness of this earth we live on and the natural beauty of the earth we live on, may this continue, may it increase, may it never end. Now, of course, you may come up with your own couple phrases that your heart likes. Or somebody might come to mind. Maybe you just noticed somebody being friendly today or when we were paying the tolls on the Atlantic City Parkway you know the person we gave them I couldn't believe it because it's like one car after another but this person this young woman they were so friendly and just the way they greeted us and thanked us you know this is at a New Jersey Parkway you know turn our toll station and so I can just bring that image to mind. May your happiness, may you know, because it's. I just sense that they had some real ease in their life, some basic happiness, even with a job that I wouldn't necessarily be that interested in. I mean, it's got to be kind of cold, sitting in that little booth, collecting $4.40 from each car that goes by. You know, may your happiness continue. May it increase, may it never end. That's not that hard for my heart 
to arouse that seeing something good in that spirit of that person that took our money and just wishing whatever goodness I sensed in that moment, however ordinary, it's not that hard for my heart to wish that that goodness continue and increase and never end. And probably there are thousands of little images, memories that we can bring to mind. And you don't have to keep bringing different ones. You can keep going back to the same one. We walked into Wynne's mother's place, and she's about to turn 94. And, you know, there were two cats. One was sitting on her lap, a very skinny cat that's been through a lot these last few years, kind of an older cat. And then another one sitting on her bed, all cuddled up. And I could just bring that image to mind, just the friendship between Wynne's mother, elderly mother, and her cats. And just that sort of friendship that they have. May that goodness continue. May it increase. May it never end. So that would be the first part. We have to find our own creative ways, phrases, mental images, memories, to arouse it, that feeling of appreciative joy. Once it has been aroused, we, we feel that appreciation. Then we want to notice... So the meditation object then becomes the generous or expansive flavor of that attitude. Because when we actually feel some appreciative joy, one of the things we'll notice is that it it's sort of contagious. If we can appreciate this, then we can appreciate that. If we can appreciate this and that, then we can appreciate something else. And there's just a sense of building the momentum or the capacity to recognize and appreciate what's good. And remember, this could be very ordinary, that somebody built some stairs, like we're on the second story of a building, and the stairs are on the outside. It's like, I appreciate that there are stairs with two handrails so I can get down in the icy weather. I mean, really ordinary stuff. You know, may the skilled carpenter who built the stairs, may their competence, their capacity to build something, may that, that's good. And may that goodness continue. May it increase. May it never end. So we're going to arouse it. We're going to notice its expansive or generous Or another way we talk about it sometimes in the early Buddhist tradition is this upwelling quality of mudita. Or not just any of these four Brahma-viharas, four divine abodes. There's some expansive and generous reaching out, including inclusive quality. And that quality, when it matures, that, that leads to the third aspect of the practice. So we have arousing, Noticing the generous, expansive nature of the attitude. Noticing it's boundless. Like there's nothing in the field of awareness that isn't being touched, affected by the mudita, by the appreciative joy. It's that inclusive. So in a way, we could think of it as coloring the entire heart and mind. So whatever the heart and mind is sensitive to, is sort of affected by that quality of love, appreciative joy. And then the fourth, the last quality that we're developing is this, you could say, this kind of trust in the heart's capacity to be appreciative. So we move from like me doing appreciative joy practice to me relaxing, trusting, and abiding So instead of doing appreciative joy, we're just becoming. Like the whole nature of the mind, the heart, the body, this life, is this expression of appreciative joy. So you can think of that any number of ways, merging, but it has that sense of resting back, that whatever that goodness of appreciative joy, whatever that is, it has sort of 
taken over. We can put down the burden of having to do it. It has its own feedback. It has its own life. And we just trust that goodness, that appreciative joy. Okay, and I'll, I'll kind of cue us about these four in a way, they're stages, but you're going to cycle back. You may sort of be in that more boundless and, and just abiding, and then you'll get distracted. And then you've been distracted so long that you really got to go back and creatively arouse using some memories, using some mental images, using phrases, whatever works basically, to rediscover, you know what? This heart is capable of being appreciative. How do I know? I'm feeling it. I'm doing it. It's you know, it's right here. It's the emotion that's alive in the mind and heart right now. Because I'm thinking about this person or thinking about this experience I had earlier today or earlier this week. And I'm feeling the generous quality of that emotion, that attitude. That's the second piece. Oh, I'm really noticing it's boundless. It touches everything. Oh, I can really trust it can really relax so think of it as a these four steps as the full blooming of the attitude of mudita appreciative joy so any questions before we settle into our sitting time you can go ahead and unmute yourself if you do anything that wasn't clear and I'll give some instructions while we're doing the practice tonight yeah and before we end, if I forget, I'll put it in the chat so people can have a... Um, I have a little cheat sheet on these four. <clears throat> but arousing this attitude of appreciative joy. And this will work for any of the four attitudes of the, the divine abodes. Kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity is the fourth. But tonight we're working with mudita, appreciative joy. So arousing it, then specifically paying attention to the generous upwelling, expansive nature of that attitude of appreciative joy, right? Because it has that energetic flavor of going out. You don't even need to do it. If you really connect with any of these qualities of love, you'll notice that upwelling, expansive quality. That's how you know you've actually aroused the right emotion, a wholesome emotion, because wholesome emotions have that inclusive, expansive, generous vibe to them. That's the second. Arouse. Notice the generous nature of what's been aroused, the expansive nature. Let that mature until it seems to be boundless. Like the heart becomes like space, space of goodness. So everything we're sensitive to in the moment is affected or touched by that wholesome emotion of appreciative joy. And then the last is, with that boundless quality more apparent, then just practice resting or abiding or trusting it. Less doing something and more trusting the goodness. Okay? Anything else? And we'll have time for discussion and questions at the end too. Okay, so if you haven't already, just each of us in our own situation find a stable, relatively upright, and it's important that it also be relatively comfortable sitting posture. Do the best you can. We want enough alertness that we won't just get into a sort of trance, dreamy-like state. But we don't it's not useful to have physical pain. So if you can sit in a way that reduces any physical discomfort, that's nice. And we can all begin by just taking a couple relaxed and deeper breaths. And we have all the time in the world to fill and empty the lungs. No hurry. And even as we're doing a few of these 
longer, deeper breaths, it's really a nice opportunity to appreciate the body. This body, this really, truly amazing body, even if the body is old or even if the body is dealing with some sickness or difficulties, still it's truly amazing. This body that expresses millions of years of evolutionary intelligence, how to survive, how to deal with the ordinary and extraordinary challenges that come with being a living being. And even this capacity to breathe in air that the plants have all breathed out to get the oxygen. Just that symbiotic relationship with all the other life, breathing in, breathing out. There's sort of one mystery, one amazing mystery after another. Digesting plants and animals, generating heat, capacity to sense. So you might find it useful to begin the mudita, the appreciative joy practice, one way to arouse this beautiful emotion. It's just to appreciate the body, the intelligence of the body, the resilience. Nobody's saying that it's perfect. But still, the body is pretty amazing. And may this legacy of evolution, this legacy of all of our ancestors, not just our human ancestors, may all this goodness continue, may it increase, may it never end. Just appreciating the body, every single part, the skin, the skeletal structure, the muscles, all the organs, the heart, pumping blood the lungs that bring the oxygen into the blood, the digestive organs, I care about this body. I care enough to be close, to be aware, to feel the body as I feel it. And I care enough just to appreciate it May this goodness here, that is the body, may this goodness continue, may it increase, may it never end. It's really this capacity to appreciate that never ends. We know the body has its own natural cycle of birth, aging, and death. And from here, just maybe bringing a particular person or big, a particular creature to mind, like a pet, that's easy to appreciate. Might be a friend who has a particular personality attribute that you really admire and appreciate. Could be a pet that, its sense of play that you really appreciate then use your memory, some visual image or some felt sense of that person, that creature. And notice the appreciative joy that can arise. May this goodness continue. 
May it increase, may it never end. So try it on your own for a while in silence. Use your own phrase, so you can use the ones I've been saying, but come up with your own if you want. And don't feel like you gotta keep moving on to different mental images or different memories. It's really okay to just stay with one for a while, even for a long time. Remember these four skills that we're using. <clears throat> we're learning how to arouse the attitude of appreciative joy, how to be creative, basically whatever works. Once the emotion or the attitude is aroused, then we're learning how to notice the generous, expansive, upwelling of the emotion, of the attitude. It's an inclusive attitude by its very nature. The third skill we're learning is how to recognize the boundless, boundlessness of the emotion. It's really the maturing of that second skill, the expansive nature, is really letting that expansive nature be seen to its nth degree. And finally, we're learning the skill of trusting this wholesome emotion, this wholesome, wholesome attitude completely. So really abiding, resting, relaxing, 
in being this love of appreciative joy.
Remember to be willing to begin again and again. And there's no need to worry if the mind wanders. Just remember I'm here to cultivate this attitude of appreciative joy and to see for myself whether it's wholesome, whether it's liberating, frees the mind from contracted states. So we have to really give ourselves to these four skills, learning how to arouse the emotion or attitude of appreciative joy, learning how to notice the generous, expansive quality, notice its boundless quality, and learning how to trust and abide and in a sense to become this appreciative joy. So it has this last step has the flavor of effortlessness. May this goodness continue, may it increase, may it, ne may it never end.
we usually start with people and animals that are relatively easy to sense this quality of appreciative joy. But when you have more momentum or confidence, then you can even bring other people to mind that it don't necessarily lend themselves for you to see their goodness or to be able to appreciate some aspect of their life, one of their qualities. So even problematic people in your life, you might be able to recognize something that is worthy of appreciation. It can be quite healing in our relationships to be able to appreciate everybody in some way. To really wish that the goodness in their life continue and increase and never end. This can even be done with our so-called enemies. So this is something you can experiment with in these last five or ten minutes. If it feels like you have some momentum,
and just like it's <clears throat> possible for us to be moved by the suffering in the world, we also want to be able to be moved by the goodness in the world around us. So these are the words of the Buddha, as many of you know, I will abide pervading all quarters, front to the right, behind me to the left, above and below, all around, everywhere and every way. I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with mudita, appreciative joy, gladness, abundant, exalted, boundless. I will abide pervading this all-encompassing world, free from hostility, free from ill will. I will abide. So we're not forgetting or denying the very real suffering the greed and the hatred in the world. But for this time we're practicing not forgetting the goodness, the goodness that's right here in our own life, in our own body, and the goodness all around us and everywhere. And just the, it's really okay to allow it to be a cause for happiness to give permission so the heart can smile, can open in a beautiful and wholesome way. May this goodness continue, may it increase, may it never end. Finish up our practice by opening the eyes if they've been closed and beginning to move the body when you're ready.